evening, everybody. It's Sunday night. We've just finished the 2020 Toy Fair. And this is what's on Joe Mind. Coming at you again, we'll be doing another fantastic YouTube installment to get this one out uh, quickly and with some pictures, because there are pictures to see, although not quite as many as we would like. I'm Mike Irizarry. Joining me this evening, the lovely and talented regular co-host of What's on Joe Mind, Joe Colton. Good evening, everybody. Joe Colton, rumor is that you forgot we had a recording tonight. Shut up. <laughs> I don't like it when mom and dad fight. Right? <laughs> Why are you being like this to me? Uh, it's what we do here. I mean, you've been on the show for four years now. Five? I don't know. Long time. Long time. We got to figure that out. I mean, you're not as old as me, but you're getting old, yeah. Yep. And you've already heard him from the peanut gallery. Joining us again, as he did earlier this week, former extended title at Hasbro, or as I like to say, Honcho, <laughs> for the G.I. Joe brand, Mr. Mark Weber. Oh, it's always good to be on What's on Joe Mind. That's a lie, but especially, thank you anyway. Uh, no, especially now, this is a, a seminal episode. We have actual things to talk about. I know, right? Isn't it neat? I wish I had a little bit more to talk about. It feels like a real brand. <laughs> Come on now, don't get ahead of yourself. So anyways, we are through Toy Fair. We have seen... Hasbro's big presentation, among all the other big presentations at this year's event. We're going to focus mostly on G.I. Joe and Hasbro's stuff there. We'll we'll get into more of the, the other stuff when we get into the regular episodes of What's on Joe Mind again. But we're going to focus on, like I said, the Joes. We have got to see four of the six-inch line that is debuting this summer. We already mm-hmm. talked a little bit about Snake Eyes a couple days ago. Back when Joe Colton was out at the mines. And since then, we have gotten pictures of Scarlet and Roadblock and Duke. My, I'll give my thoughts first. I know normally I'm, I'm hitting cleanup, but I'll, I'll start early and let you guys kind of play off of that. My biggest complaint is these guys don't necessarily look like they're on the same team. And I know... G.I. Joe has always had a, a diverse cast of characters that look like all kinds of different, you know, uh, different characters and, and, and shapes and sizes and colors and what have you. And and we're not talking, not talking races here. We're not talking genders. I just talking, you know, like uniforms. Um, we've got Roadblock is playing homage to his... 1986 version that had that green vest and Scarlet's the classic Scarlet that made the the tan yellowy elements a lot more yellow and then they've got background colors or backup colors of blue and, and gray and even some extra red in there with the trim and then Duke's color palette is pretty standard to what we would expect Duke's to be you know we've got the tan up top and the green down below and Snake Eyes is Snake Eyes so that there's no color palette he's just all black Mm-hmm. And and so they just don't look like a unit. They don't look like they're on the they're playing for the same bunch. And I I think that some kind of a of a unifying logo, maybe a bit more pronounced, would have been a better idea there. 
So that's the, the first point I'll make. I'll let you guys go from there. I have so many emotions about this. I think they're trying a futuristic look, but sort of uniform through the gold and copper, which is kind of a stretch. They might also try and make them interchangeable. I don't I don't know. Maybe. I, I guess I should throw out there, too, that by and large, I liked a lot about these figures. I don't want to make it yeah. sound like I'm just bagging on them, but but they're just the co- there was not so much a cohesive thread through that that first bunch. Mark, your your thoughts? The one thing that I think is well, there's a lot interesting about it, but I agree with the the point that it doesn't necessarily look like this is from the same crew, right, or the same team. The one thing I think is interesting with three of the four, and Snake Eyes isn't included, it looks like they have kind of a unifying comlink thing up on their shoulders, okay. which I think is kind of kind of a cool concept. And something something I pushed when I worked at Hasbro, when I worked on Joe, was everybody has like their signature weapon. You know, they're they're Uzi and Katana if you're Snake Eyes, the, the 50 caliber, the Madus for for Roadblock, Scarlet's crossbow. But they frequently have a backup weapon, like a sidearm. And I always thought it was a miss not to unify that weapon because hardly anybody has, you know, chuckles aside when he's not throwing missiles at tanks. That's right. Hardly anybody uses a straight pistol as their A plus number one weapon. And I would like to have seen a uniform Joe weapon that would be expandable into the Nerf universe. Mm-hmm. So you could be on the team too with your GI Joe blaster. So you're getting a little bit of that with the comlink, uh, which I like. But I think by and large, they're really quite good. Yeah. And I, you know, most of the stuff, it's the same stuff that I used to complain about moderating McFarland message boards. Is people only talk about what they're complaining about and what they're disappointed in. So the articulation looks outstanding. There's a decent amount of weapons that go with them. It's not slavish to the original, but there's so many homages on each character. It's obvious they were paying attention. Mm-hmm. But the overall look to me, it looks like they came out of a cartoon that doesn't exist. Like they're following design cues of, you know, the gold should match and and you know, make sure they all get laser weapons and and I get that if it's coming from a style guide, if it's coming from something else. But as far as we know, quality news sites notwithstanding, there is no Joe animation coming soon. Yeah. So if if you didn't have to follow a style guide, then I don't understand some of the design decisions like the gold. That's what's a little bit interesting to me is what were they following? What decisions were they making? Because a lot of times you are backed into a corner and you have no choice. When I worked on Transformers, we made you know, one of the worst Decepticons ever. They're mad scientist, G-Axis. And he's a really cool kind of dark burnt orange color. Nobody else has that color. It's uniquely him. And for a guy who is a lower level villain who hadn't been made yet, it was really cool because it would help define him. It's his color. And we were forced to make him like peanut M&M orange. <laughs> like you could not have been more candy coated. And here's me doing air quotes with my fingers to appeal to kids. Uh. And I fought as hard and as long as I could with that. And the designer 
wouldn't say it, but essentially what he told me was, and this is a guy I liked and I worked with very well, was I can't do anything about it, Webb. This comes from higher than me. So you can push, but I can't help you on this. When normally he was a very engaging and helpful and collaborative designer, but he couldn't help me here. He couldn't save me from peanut M and M G axis, and I wonder how much of that was involved here. Yeah, it's funny that the one, besides the comlink, the one aspect that does tie these figures together is, except for Snake Eyes again, the gold accents. Well, it's also weird because Scarlet has gold and copper, like. It's a, it's a lot. Pick one, right? Pick one, yes. Yeah, it, it's... Um, and then yellow on top. I, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. There is. There's a lot there to, to kind of put together. And they they pull it off okay. I don't want to make... Again, I don't want to make it sound like Scarlet's a bad figure. There's there's a lot there that I really like. Yeah. But the, the palette is, is a little jumbled. And what kills me about Scarlet, and this is coming from not just a lifelong Joe fan, but a pure redhead... Right. Yes. <laughs> Are you gonna say what I think you're gonna say? Yeah, and then you and then you can follow up. Yeah, some people say she was doing a Sabine cosplay, which I think yes. is is, why is, is there fun. A white thing coming off right. of her. Like, why? Why does she and have white tuft? Not not just that you know, not just that roguing her hair isn't doesn't give her another a color break and make it cool and maybe it's more appealing to kids, but of all the the mainstream female Joes, right? Covergirl was kind of a throwaway outside of the comic. I think they could have done a lot more with her being fashion model turned grease monkey. That's a cool story, but they never did much with it. Lady J, a great character who I thought they never got enough of the covert nature of her specialty mm-hmm. involved. She was too much of Flint's girl. I felt they never defined her well enough, not even in the comic. But Scarlet is great, and Scarlet's been great since Jump. And of all of them, Scarlet is the most professional and the most no-nonsense, one of the most likely to lead the Joes you know, at some point, and has in the comic books, and one of the least likely to put a streak in her hair, <laughs> right? Scarlet Scarlet is all business, and whether she was Duke's girl or Snake Eyes' girl, it never really mattered because she was never defined by her boyfriend. Right. Scarlet's the best, and I would put her with Ripley and Princess Leia and whoever else you want to put as the fourth person on the Mount Rushmore of 80s women's action hero power, right? She's a big deal, and the streak in the hair is really hard for me to swallow because it feels like a miss, not a, not a, I don't know if it's a misrepresentation or just a misunderstanding of the character. And I'm not one of those guys who says nothing can change. It has to be the 80s Joes, but it feels like it cheapens the thing that I thought made her character the most awesome. Mm-hmm. I am glad, if we're going to talk about Scarlet's hair, I am glad that they gave her an actual hair color as opposed to just red. Yeah. Like, not hair color red. Like, like American flag red. red. Yeah. yeah. It is, it just that, that needed to change. It works fine for the old cartoons. It works fine in the comic books because, eh, you know, comics are a little bit tougher to, 
to go that way. But if we're going to have an actual representation of something that's a person, I like that she's got a real hair color now. Yeah. And any version, any shade of red, I'm okay with other than not humanly feasible red. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you this. There are some redheads who look at people who color their hair red and, and look down their nose at them. I'm not that guy. I'm like, welcome to the team. Right. <laughs> You're just being honest with yourself. It's the most popular hair color sold. Oh so my God. I got no jump on board. There's room on the bandwagon for many are called. What's the line? It's actually a Bible verse, but for many are called, but few are chosen. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. And, and admit it. You're a little jealous that, those folks don't burst into flames when they ex are exposed to the sun. Uh, you know what? I lived 15 years in Phoenix, Phoenix. I went to Arizona state. I'm a sun devil, man. And I am still here. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's give some credit where it's due. Take that son. I lived on the sun, right? <laughs> it's a dry heat though. It's a dry heat. I once walked into a press conference once I made the reporter I was with change sides of the street to the wrong side of the street in July. And we walked like three blocks before he got it. And he said, did we just change paths for the shade? And I'm like, you're damn right. We just changed. <laughs> Look at me, man. <laughs> you're damn right. We're walking in the shade. Didn't understand that that sizzling bacon smell was you. No, that's me. That's uh, that's all me. But moving forward, we've got four Maybe four characters. We're going to play a quick game of rank them. So, Joe Colton, what? rank those four figures from number four to number one, going up to the one you like the most. I'll go Roadblock, Duke, Scarlet, Snake Eyes. Okay. Mark Weber? Uh, yeah, Roadblock's the bottom of the barrel here, particularly if you're – if, if you just have to have, and here I go on, on the chest cut again, because I hate it. But if you just have to have that chest cut, but you're covering it up with a giant vest, <laughs> what, what's the point? And I get the laser weapons. I get it. But however futuristic they wanted to go, they, they went over the edge with Roadblock's railgun. So yeah, Roadblock's the worst. Scarlet is just way too busy. Yeah. Just way too much going on. And I get it. And again, I think the core point to, to look at any you know new product is who are they trying to go after with this? And by going with the lowest possible price point and making it kind of cartoony, it tells me they're going after a younger audience. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's probably the right way to go. But if you're doing that, then where's the, if not full-on animation, which you would hope for, but if not, then where are the digital shorts and the things to tie into it? Because without a digital activation, you are not getting a younger fan base. You're not. Okay. So having Scarlet be anime Scarlet, if there was a fully activated marketing plan behind this to go after new fans, I get it. But I haven't seen any inkling of that. So Scarlet would be next up for me. Duke, I think, is pretty good. I'm pretty well happy with Duke. Even his weapon, I think, is, is great for slightly futuristic. And being a soccer fan player coach, the shin guards don't bother me so much. So Duke's next. And then Snake Eyes is at the top. Snake Eyes took most of the beef early online because he was first, right? Mm. And because he's everybody's, you know, if not favorite, one through three or four. 
Snake Eyes is damn near perfect. He really mm-hmm. is. But the, the bit I'll keep coming back to, and I'll never stop beating this drum. So it may, if people could have that, you know that button that lets you skip 30 seconds ahead on your DVR? They should have one called Weber. And that's what you hit when I talk about the chest cut. Because I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't believe that there isn't a better way to afford that little bit of articulation without murdering the torso aesthetic of what is otherwise a completely gorgeous figure. And since we've introduced the chest cut into G.I. Joe, we've been trying to apologize for it by putting straps over it and vests over it and bandoliers over it and hiding it under bra armor on female (laughs) characters, which kind of works, actually. But if you're not Iron Man or a robot or a knight, that chest cut is killing the look of your figure. And it looks like a beautifully painted portrait of Snake Eyes that someone put a thumbprint right in the middle of. That's what I see every time I look at that figure. And it's a shame because I think it's otherwise perfect. My rankings are going to be the same as Mark's. I got Roadblock at number four. If I'm going to give him a letter grade, I'd call him a C-. There's a lot there to like, and there's a lot there to not like. The gun, not so good. I've already gotten into the palette. For some reason, and I know it's going to be, we're not going to know until we see him in hand, but for some reason that gold highlight is so much brighter with him. And if it would just either tone down or you replace that gold copper color with something more in the gunmetal run, it would just be a lot more palatable. But like I said, it's probably, or like Mark said rather, it's probably a decision that was made from on high that they couldn't work around. I would give Scarlet a B. I think she's pretty good. I think there's a good look in there that just got overthought a little bit. You know, you guys have said she's just, there's too much going on. And yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And then we get into the number two spot. And I don't have a lot of distance between the number two and the number one spot. Number two is Duke. That is an excellent figure. It might even be that I like Snake Eyes better than I like Duke. And that's why I've got Snake Eyes at number one. It is kind of weird that Snake Eyes has those, the old school grenades though, like the pineapple grenades. That's an odd place to do your throwback, I think. Yeah. One of the other nitpicks I had on Snake Eyes, because we didn't know when it first came out, it was going to be a Pulse exclusive, but we knew it was going to be an exclusive. And exclusives are great because the price point is squishy, right? If you want to add more to it and charge five more bucks for it, you can. So there's lots of room in there to move. And there's not a lot of paint ops on this figure, right? Because Snake Eyes is almost 100% that matte or shiny black. Mm -hmm. Um, But they could have done the weapons with silver blades instead of making them all look carbon black, you know, start to finish. And they look good on the weapons rack, but imagine how much better they'd look with actual silver blades. And that's something they really, really could have done, which I thought was a miss. And a lot of people, myself included, squeaked about the lack of timber in a pack that there's a soft price point on. You're not going to get timber in standard retail at 19.99 alongside snake eyes it's too much plastic and paint to to expect Mm -hmm. so why wouldn't you put him in this pack but there's so many nods to him from the wolves on the sides of the weapons rack from the art that very clearly references a wolf that i absolutely a hundred percent believe 
there's another version of Snake Eyes coming at San Diego Comic-Con that will have Timber with him instead of the weapons rack, per se. The only real question that I would have from a design perspective is why would you use version two Snake Eyes here and then do something different at San Diego Comic-Con unless they're just going to do this guy again with a wolf, which would be kind of a cop-out, I think. Mm, maybe. I assume we're going to get a more version one commando snake eyes in the line, the regular snake eyes that we haven't seen yet. And then my, my, my expectation is that these Joes will lead forward to a six inch movie line and then we'll get a movie accurate snake eyes, you know, whatever that ends up being. So, and I don't have any problem with them ringing the snake eyes bell four different times this year. If ever there was a year to celebrate Snake Eyes, this is it. So I got no problem with that. I just, if if I had been involved in it, I would have varied those four releases. And maybe they will. We just don't know just yet. But it seems like an odd choice to put version two Snake Eyes here and then include a different one with a wolf later. I guess my long-term fear here is the Snake Eyes that comes with Timber will just be this guy again, or this guy tweaked a little bit. When you could have got more bang for your buck. Mm, maybe. We'll let that one play out. I don't want to get it too hard into speculating what comes next. So just to, just to jump in here, I, I, I didn't get a chance before, but have you guys been on the Hasbro Pulse website under their New York Toy Fair 2020? I'm assuming you have. Yes. Okay, so on the right side where it says series that you can refine your search, it's got like the light collection which is the the power rangers marvel legends x-men uh, star wars the black series transformers there is no way to refine it to just gi joe yeah well i mean right now they have four pre-ordered figures so i yeah i mean that's not too so concerning just like, yet. Uh, like you had asked before if it was if we think it's a series or if it's just a bunch of figures that they're trying to release right this is the, the gigantic question, and it's one that yeah. remains completely unanswered, is we are getting some Joe stuff early. That's great. We assume there will be some movie product, hopefully a lot of movie product. But the billion-dollar question is, is Joe going to continue beyond the Snake Eyes movie? Are we going to have ongoing product? We don't have any idea here, but the writing on the wall isn't good. Because we weren't told anything beyond what came out, well, honestly, what leaked. I'm not faulting Hasbro for that. I've, I've been in the position where you have a great presentation and then two of your best reveals get leaked the week of. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks. And, you know, it takes the thunder out of your presentation. And, you know, sometimes you can adapt. And, and I'm, I'm a little surprised that they didn't. If Destro is the missing character we haven't seen yet, and all signs point to that, you couldn't have had a silhouette, right? Mm. Yeah. Even if it's not ready or unapproved, just do a silhouette. We can tell by the mask. Uh, years ago on Transformers, they wouldn't let me announce. I wanted to show the next year's line, Combiner Wars, which I was all supremely proud of. And they wouldn't let me show anything. They wouldn't let me talk about it. They wouldn't let me do anything about next year's line. And I mean, I'm presenting at BotCon, 
and I can't talk about next year's line at all. Nope, we're all saving it for San Diego Comic Con and and you know and other stuff. And I'm like, so I'm going to BotCon, the, the premier Transformers only event, and I can't do anything about next year's line. And that was the directive from PR. And the the head of the line, Jerry Javoin, at the time said, Webb, put up a shadow as your last slide. Because the fans, they'll all get it. They're all alpha fans, right? So I close the presentation by saying, they told me I can't say a word about next year's line. So my lips are sealed. But they didn't say I couldn't show you something. And I put up the image of Superion, who is a very recognizable silhouette. And the crowd went nuts, right? Mm-hmm. I I didn't show them much. I didn't give them much, but they know now, right? Mm-hmm. And just a drop of that. If we hadn't seen anything ahead of time, we would have a very different feel about that Joe panel on Saturday, right? But when the stuff did get leaked, you still have time to adapt just a little bit. You only needed to have an eyedropper of news. And the Joe fans would have gone nuts. And I think I thought that was a tremendous miss. But but anyway, what's not being said, there was no mention of animation in the pipelines at all. There was no mention of movie product other than we can't talk about or show you anything movie. And there was no mention of four inch Joe at all. So if even if they had just said, we know a lot of the six inch product is great. We know we have a lot of four-inch collectors out there, and we want to let you know that there will be four-inch movie product. We just can't show it to you yet. That would have gone a long, long way, but we didn't get any of that. And that's, I think Joe fans are right to be nervous about all of that. Yeah. So I guess we'll try and tie things up and go into a happier direction here. So <laughs> We're happy. <laughs> We are, we generally are, because again, it's nice to have actual news to talk about, an actual product to talk about. Clearly, there were other properties that were bigger winners than G.I. Joe this weekend. And again, we'll limit this to the Hasbro family of brands. But Joe Colton, if you were going to pick one non-G.I. Joe brand as the weekend's big winner, what would it be? Oof. Show prep. I would... Shut up. I would say... It would be between Transformers and Star Wars. And I'll tell you why. Because Star Wars, they had Darth Revan's lightsaber black series, which I know there's a ton of people who would want. And then on the robot side, they were just releasing so many robots. I believe that's pronounced robots. Yes. So they've got it. Got, got their strategy well with the Star Wars, you know, like Star Wars Land, all the all the like the new rides, everything is Disney World and Disneyland is open, and now they have make your own lightsaber, and now with Toy Fair they're releasing yet again new toys, repaints, whatever. It's people are gonna spend a lot of money on these toys. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Star Wars. Mark Weber, I, I have a lot of biases here. and there were a lot of Transformers stuff trotted out part of it is I was such a huge fan of their Siege toy line Mm -hmm. that I think it's hard to follow up on so 
the Earthrise stuff is okay, but uh, I thought the Siege stuff was out of this world. Mm. So uh, a match that's hard to follow, so to speak. But I don't know the brand manager at all. Seems to be a project manager from gaming, rather new to the brand. But to trot an associate brand manager out there to immediately refer to something incorrectly when she talked about the Teletran <laughs> one, couple times within a minute and there there wasn't an audible groan from the audience but so when someone comes out and talks you know talks about well the optimus prime is <laughs> is a great part of this collection it's like saying the snake eyes is a core part of the gi joe team it's such a ham-handed miss and again nothing personal and not her fault but you shouldn't send somebody out there to preach to the diehards who's going to mess something like that up. Mm. That's a, a catastrophic mistake on, on one level. So that, that was early in the Transformers presentation, and I couldn't stop thinking about it as I watched the rest of it. So, But yes, a lot, of, a lot of Transformers stuff, and that's great. And the Star Wars stuff looked really cool, too. That mm -hmm. Revan life, lightsaber is ridiculous. Yeah. So good for them. But for me, I thought the Marvel team was through the roof. I loved their presentation i like the mix of their products i think they're doing incredible work especially in a year normally they have a movie that's really going to help them but i don't think black widow is going to move a lot of product yeah just in that it's a more it, i'm thrilled for the movie can't wait for the movie my favorite marvel movie is winter soldier because it was very spy ish right mm -hmm. so i cannot wait for the movie it should be great but to come out with a movie that's a prequel for a character, we know their ultimate fate, right? That hurts it on some level. I don't think there's a lot toyetic from that movie, to use a very Asbro phrase. Mm. And other than that, they have a video game and they have the Eternals, which they couldn't talk about or show. And it might be great, who knows, but it's certainly not going to move a lot of toy product. So without a lot of help from Marvel... I thought they put together a dynamite toy line for this year, and they showed so much. And Disney is not an easy licensor to work with on approvals. They're very specific. So the fact that they had their ducks in a row, that they had approved things to show, and that just really, really smart moves, like putting out a Hugh Jackman Wolverine figure, right? Because Disney's not going to activate X-Men for a while, and once they cast whomever is the new Wolverine, they're probably not going to approve any old Wolverine product. So it was absolutely the perfect time to hit this because it's going to evaporate and you won't be able to do it. So I was so impressed with the Marvel team. I thought they were the runaway winners from all of Hasbro's presentations. That's a good call. And I think they had the best presentation, certainly. Yeah. My pick is going to be a little off the beaten path, and it's a, a bunch that I'm a little bit jealous of because it's a long-ignored fan base that isn't used to having a lot of product on the shelves, and suddenly there's a couple of lines out there that offer a pretty complete selection of characters uh, and a lot of nice nods to the past, and it's Ghostbusters. You, you went from zero to getting your favorite characters two different ways all in one year. And, you know, yeah, there's a Ghostbusters movie coming out too. I'm just saying might have been nice to see that 
for a brand that's been around over 50 years. Maybe it's just me. I love the presentation for Ghostbusters. Yeah. The one thing that makes me a little bit nervous about it as a property, everyone likes it, right? Or loves it, I guess, if you want to go a little stronger. There's nobody who doesn't like Ghostbusters. Well, but if, I don't know if you that, find somebody that doesn't that like Ghostbusters, you walk away from them. Right, exactly. I was just watching the second season of Stranger Things again, showing it to my son for the first time. And they did the bit where Lucas and, uh, I forget his name, uh, the toothless guy, go up to ask Max if, if she wants to trick-or-treat with them. And she blows them off. And they immediately try to figure out, you know, do the autopsy and figure out why it went wrong. And they say, maybe she just doesn't like Ghostbusters. And then they immediately dismiss that. Nah, everybody likes Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I think everybody likes it to loves it. I'm not sure it's anybody's favorite brand. And From a toy's a perspective? Bad... No, no, I don't think so. And I, I don't think it's something that, I... like, you can't plan not out four a, years worth of Ghostbusters stuff. From an overall perspective, and there's nothing wrong with making something that everybody believes is A minus or you know B plus if that's not sacrilege, but I don't know that Ghostbusters is anybody's favorite brand. Yeah. And so I and so I wonder a little bit if there's all of a sudden a whole lot of Ghostbusters stuff on the shelf, unless that new movie is activating a whole new generation of kids that want toys. I'm a little nervous about the current appetite for Ghostbusters and certainly the long-range appetite for Ghostbusters. Well, I'll, I'll spot you on this one. Here in St. Louis, we have a running show called the Toy Man Show. It happens seven times a year, every year. Oh, my God. It is a just a giant toy show. It's in a, held in a big machinist hall out on the west side of town, and they fill it seven times a year. And there are guys there... I, I, there's any probably two dozen of them that Ghostbusters is their brand. Like they show up, they've got their cars tricked out, they've got their proton packs, they've got their jumpsuits. Yeah, they're they're out there. They're, I don't think they're legion or anything, and I don't think you can plan out three, four, five years of Ghostbusters toys at a time. But just from a standpoint of they released kind of a retro themed wave that's got all your important characters in it. They put out a movie-themed wave that's more realistic, that's got most of your major characters in it. And there's a movie coming out later this year. I imagine there'll be some product connected to that because from what I've seen in the, the trailers, it's, it's going to have younger characters in big spots. So I, I really think they are going to push that one towards kids a little bit. So I think more stuff is coming from that. But even in a short short term... It's nice to see that, and it just would have been nice to see a, a tidy, even a short-term plan for, for G.I. Joe in much the same vein. Instead, we, we kind of got four figures, and we know there's going to be a few more coming, and we know there's a movie, and we haven't seen any kind of official information besides that, and there's a, a few things that get spoken about in hushed tones, and sometimes you hear stuff on podcasts like What's on Joe Mind that are confirmed by four and five anonymous sources and yeah sure that that you can take that as fact but it's not doesn't really make you feel any better because it could always change and there's all these what-ifs there's all this cloud there's all this obscurity there's all this 
just junk getting in the way of you just enjoying your property. And for at least a few months, Ghostbusters doesn't have to do that. So I think their fans are big winners after this weekend. You know what I think, Mike? What's that? I think if you were a real man, you'd identify your source. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your source, Mike? Who's your source? You were my source. Yeah, fair enough. No. Anyhow. Yeah, I got in a dust up on Facebook, Joe Colton. Uh-huh. Some dude, the some best dude, kind. yeah. Some some dude said we needed to. I needed to name all my sources. Oh my god! Yeah, because he doesn't seem to understand what a free press is. That these people nope. outing themselves could potentially hurt their financial well-being, so they don't want to be go on the record. But sure, just for you, random crank, just for you. Your source is Joe. Yep. Joe Mama. <laughs> <laughs> See what is there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sadly, we did. Yes. Right. So, hey, I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're starting to run long. We'll we'll just get some parting shots. Joe Colton, any last thoughts? I like the line. Don't get me wrong. There are just things that I am confused about. I'm gonna wait and see what the rest is if they release anything more. Man, that gold has gotta go. <laughs> I did notice that all of them have um, like little blue as well, like in the joints or in the padding. And I don't know if it's going to be this quote futuristic nanotechnology, knowing if the the soldiers are hurt or need repairs or it's all like GPS locating them. No idea what you're talking about right now. On the figures, if you can, if you see like on their joints, on their padding, there's like lines of blue, like baby blue. Hmm. Clearly, you didn't look at all the figures. I, I did not. Look, I, I probably didn't look at them that vest. closely, no. Wow. Okay. So on Scarlet, on her shin guards, she's got, in her knee pad, she's got like a blue line between the brass, yellow, and red. And the copper. And the copper. Or on her, her gauntlets, she's got blue. And on the communication device she's wearing. You should take a few minutes, Mike. Take a look at those figures. Some of us have jobs on the weekend. <laughs> some of us have jobs. And and some of us don't. <laughs> anyway, I do like the figures. There's just, like, I don't know. There's a few things. But all in all, I'm like, I'm excited that there's actual figures that we're getting. Mark Weber, parting shots. I'm going to restrict it to three. And one thing I didn't talk about. I think the art on the packaging is really important. And I don't think any of it's bad. I think it's all pretty good, actually. But the fact that it's not synchronous, it's not all the same style. Take a look at the artist's rendition of Duke and compare it to... I understand the Snake Eyes will be different because it's black and white and that whole packaging is different because it's being sold separately. We'll see what the the in-store Snake Eyes looks like. But Scarlet and Roadblock look like, yeah, same toy line. And Duke doesn't. Totally different art style, more of a full body shot and not a zoomed in. And it is distracting and it speaks to a scattered marketing presence, I guess. And as a marketer, that, that bothered me. Point number two, I guess Jazzwares isn't making four-inch Joes. Yeah, we told uh, you that last so, month. 
So, you know, uh, new, news, news break, not accurate. To the tune of four inch, if there was good news about upcoming four inch product, they should have told us at Toy Fair. And I know Ben Montano, who's running the brand now, is the guy I work with on Transformers, who I like very much. And I know he hasn't been on the brand very long, but I don't think he would miss on something like that. So I think the fact that we didn't hear about 4-inch Joe at all, not even just a, yes, it's coming, but we can't show you yet, lends me to believe that it's either not coming or coming in a very, very small amount. Mm. Uh, and I know that's the shoe that a lot of fans are waiting to hear drop. And I think I think when we find out, fans are, are going to be really disappointed about it. And I have no inside knowledge about that at all. That's just what I read by the presentation. If they had good news to share, they should have shared it. So it's either bad news or a miss from that presentation. And along those same lines, if you if you read through the tea leaves here, Rona Neumann, who being added to the brand uh, earlier in the week, she's in Pawtucket. She works out of the Rhode Island office. Ben Montana was overseeing the brand, and Ben's great. So that's good for fans. But Ben is also in Pawtucket and the head of Transformers. So he was given Joe in addition to what's obviously his main priority, Transformers, and a really important brand that's been rolling for years. And Lenny, the designer, is in Pawtucket and a, a great designer and a good friend. But he also designs Transformers. So every bit of that suggests that Joe is not making a big return. Joe is getting a salting of product ahead of a movie and likely nothing after that. That's what I read about into all these announcements this week. And I don't have, again, no inside knowledge on that, but it doesn't bode well. And I hope I'm wrong because I'll always root for Joe as a brand. But every little bit, if you put it together and read into it, there are no indicators that would lead you to credibly believe that Joe is back for the long term. Sorry to be the wet blanket, <laughs> but if you put all that together, it, it tells a kind of disappointing story. My bullet point is going to be that if you're on the fence, go ahead and jump in. One good thing about a smattering of product is that you can buy all of it and it's not going to hurt you too bad. So if you're on the fence about Roadblock, if you're on the fence about Scarlet, if you're on the fence about Duke, buy one. Find out. It's 20 bucks. You'll be okay. If, if you decide you don't like it afterwards, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll, support the brand. If you're on the fence, if you hate it, yeah, I don't buy anything I hate. Yeah. But if I, you're on the fence, absolutely buy it. Support the brand. You know, the, the best thing we can do with it is – you know, a year's worth of releases is to support the brand so they see the fans are out there and that there is a future for Joe at product. Yeah. The only way that we're going to grow this brand, because it's up to us to grow the brand, clearly, is to keep pushing it around. You've got a, a, a kid that you got to buy gifts for, say they're 10, 11 years old. Normally you'd buy them a Marvel Legends. Yeah, go ahead. Slide a G.I. Joe in there. See see what comes of it. They'll ask you about it. You can tell them all about G.I. Joe from when you were a kid. And they'll either love it and think that that's really neat that they have a toy that goes back 30 years, or they'll think you're a crazy old man. 
or in Joe's case, a crazy old woman. Whatever. Right. We already thought Joe was a crazy old woman. That's fine. That's true. I just don't have cats. Give it time. Give it time. Give it time. I've already I've I've done the uh, the snake eyes and and as we were talking on the podcast I I ordered my scarlet because I want to I want a closer look I want to like her she's one of my favorite characters twenty bucks exactly. one thing Scarlet's not getting enough credit for the freckles her freckles yeah. game is top notch <laughs> and those are those are hard to pull off convincingly right they're either yeah. missing or they look like measles right and. <laughs> And they and they got it perfect. So they did. Big ups for Scarlett's uh, freckles. Make sure you, and, you and take a look. While our, our criticisms of the figures earlier in the show, maybe they didn't make the argument for you to go out and chill out 20 bucks on this. Just keep in mind, I'm also the guy who for the last eight years, every time the club put out a picture of a figure, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I would see it in hand. And I'd be like, hey, you know what? That's pretty cool. So yeah. seeing them in hand is going to make a big difference. So if you're going to pass final judgment, that's a bad idea. If you're not going to buy them, pre-order them. Okay, I understand. Maybe you don't want to pre-order. But don't close off to it until you actually see them in hand because they may wind right. up looking a whole lot better than, than the composite pictures that we're seeing online right now. And by the time that purple hair Baroness comes out, you're going to want to have a collection going. Dear God. Mm, so negative. Just, so negative. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I, I tried to bring the house back up, and Weber comes in with his purple hair and brings it right back down. Man, I didn't give her purple hair. I'm just, keep, I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> All right. Let's I just keep. Suck. Let's keep it real right on out of here. Uh, one more time. This is What's on Joe Mind. This is our recap of the very small amount of G.I. Joe product revealed this weekend at Toy Fair. You're watching this on YouTube. Be sure to give our channel a subscribe and give our video a like, and maybe we'll get around to making more of these things besides the occasional news item and Joe Colton's unboxing videos, which... You know, God knows, sometimes they're here, sometimes they're on some other channel. I don't know. She's crazy. Again, all she's missing is cats. But for my co-hosts, Mark Weber and Joe Colton, I'm Mike Rizzari. This is What's on Joe Mind. Yo, Joe, keep the flags flying. Have a great night.